we should. Hello, welcome to an extremely goofy movie. That's not our name. That's not our name. That's not our name. That's not our name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Welcome to an extremely goofy podcast with your hosts, Lexi. Ashlyn? Oh, fuck. Oh. With your extremely goofy hosts, Ashlyn and Lexi. Mm. Um, pardon me. I'm getting over a sinus infection strep throat combination. If you know I one just, thing about us, it's that we are always either sick or depressed. Chronically ill. Yeah. I, I've just, you know, um, I can't get the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell song stuck out of my head. <laughs> Anyway. I have a sinus infection. I have strep throat. I have combination sinus infection and strep throat. Woo! <laughs> <coughs> I'm doing great, though. I'm doing great. Ashlyn is doing fine. I am not dying anymore, but I'm very slowly coming back to life. Hey, what has brought you joy lately? Um, that's such a good question. I just feel like before we get into like a sad episode, let's just like take a minute and talk about what is bringing us joy. We're talking about a sad episode. Damn. Okay. Um, joy. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So. Cause you very clearly have joy. I feel very joyous. Um, I bought a hula hoop and I have been hula hooping to like a few Shakira songs every oh, day during yeah. lunch while I cook my food. Oh, like throw Don't it in the oven. Yeah. Throw it in the oven. Turn on hips. Don't lie. Hula hoop for a while. Hips don't lie. Hula hooping. Wow. Yeah. She wolf. Of course. She wolf. Waka waka. That is a move. Yeah. It's like. Honestly, it's becoming my favorite part of the day. We can get back to hula hooping while your food cooks in the oven at a later date. But okay, I'm glad that being the highlight of your day. I feel like you're trying to act like that's a bad thing. We should be trying to find happiness in these like little mundane things in life. You know, like no, I'm. Uh, I agree. You're you're right. You're, I'm live laugh loving. You are live laugh loving. Like to the highest point of live, laugh, loving, and I am very proud of you, and I'm very Thank happy you. for you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm no, genuinely, like I'm glad you are finding those pockets of happiness within that, be- and like you, it's bringing you joy. Because you're right, we should be looking at pockets of joy in life. That being said, something that has given me joy lately is. Um, I actually just before jumping on to record this, I had. Um, met with my friend and we just had a very good release session um and it's just so wonderful to be able to have the people in your life that you are able to do that with yes definitely I hold it as a treasure in my heart being able to have that relationship with so many people, right? You included. And that is something that brings me joy. That is so sweet. That is so much deeper than my hula hoop. But my hula hoops, it's still good. 
Your hula hoop is great. I'm so happy that you were able to have that session, though, with your friend. That's so nice. Yeah, it was really lovely. I think it was very needed. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've been, especially since I've been very isolated um, for the first time since the pandemic started. Um, mm. Since this is the first time that I've gotten, like, really, really ill. You had COVID, like, a few weeks ago, like, or months ago, remember? <laughs> I did. I did. Um, <laughs> but the, I see the thing about me having COVID a couple months ago is that <laughs> I didn't feel as shitty as this. Really? Yeah. Like having this, like, because I didn't get a sinus infection when I had COVID. Yeah. It was a very, very mild case of it. Um, thank God. And I'm very, very, like, lucky just have been able to say that but this sinus infection has at the time of recording this basically lasted me over a week that's awful that's so long to be sick so bad and so I didn't I obviously like was alone all of last week I had the house to myself this weekend this past weekend uh you weren't totally alone you have your ghost friends uh we're going to name them no, I want to try to figure it out. I want to try to figure it out on my own. Like, I'm going to, like, you know, like, have all the letters out, use a pendulum. Use a pendulum, maybe use my Ouija board. Yeah, I mean, if you have a Ouija board lying around, like, figure out. <laughs> I do, but it's also, like, kind of haunted, too, so uh, we're not. Well, yeah, I'm kind of, af- I'm afraid to yeah, use no, a Ouija I'm ter- board. I'm terrified of Ouija boards, as it is, because that shit opens up a portal, but my specific Ouija board is might actually be haunted. Ooh. Did I not tell you the story? I don't know. So my family is not so much religious. Like, parts of, it, parts of them are very religious, but also just very superstitious. And um, my mom had, was helping my, my family friend... Um, clean out her house and years ago years and years and years ago the this family friend was like oh like you can throw that board out I've never used it um I got it because I wanted to like see if I was going to get the house but then everyone was telling me not to use it so I never used it but I just like left it in my attic my mom was like okay like I'll take it and I'll throw it out and so my mom throws it out and did it come back it came back I've heard so many stories like this. It came back. And mind you, my mom was like, no, this thing is the devil. We're, what, throw it out. She threw yeah. it out and it came back and it showed up in the closet. Ooh. And my mom was like, I thought your grandma put it in there when she saw it in the trash. And my grandma was like, no, I didn't. And it had just been sitting in the closet that we were renting from my highly religious, like, family members. So th- it wasn't theirs. And my mom was like, yeah, I just kept on throwing it out, and it just kept on coming back. So, uh, yeah. So then I took it, because my parents also moved um, a couple of months after I moved. And I saged I cleansed it. Mm-hmm. But I have not opened it because I specifically promised my mom that I would not open it. She taped it back shut and she was like, do not open this. And I was like, after it came back? No. No. Yeah. 
that's so spooky i've heard that like i've heard other people with ouija boards talk about that same exact thing they throw it away in a dumpster or whatever they get home and it's like sitting on a chair yep so so scary so i was alone in physical form perhaps not in spirit yeah it doesn't seem like you were alone in spirit now we're trying to use a new recording platform this time so maybe it won't pick up as much on lexi's ghosts in the background so we'll see yeah because before it was wild like there was no reason that you should have heard what you have heard in the past yeah i've heard all kinds of things editing this podcast too i hear such weird things like the second time around yeah i mean like i don't always (laughs) want to tell you but like i hear like weird like creaking and knocking and like the creaking kind of makes sense the knocking also kind of makes sense um i i feel i record like in my living room and it's right my what air whatever um is in the kitchen so like the central air unit goes sometimes especially in the winter obviously so that kind of makes sense but you've heard some other shit that's definitely not the heater so yeah yeah i was bugging out last night in bed because i have like this um like like pennant that i just bought that i'm putting my enamel pins on and it's hanging on my door handle i did not have my air conditioning on i did not have a fan on yet it was rocking back and forth at like 2 a.m and i was just staring at it and i'm in bed and i'm staring at it making eye contact with it and i'm just like okay i'm just gonna pretend that this is not happening (laughs) yep sometimes that's what you gotta do yeah yeah anyway other things that we can pretend are not happening Mm. All of the drama with Disney the past few weeks. Oh, what a good segue. Thanks. I'm really working on it. You really nailed it on the head this week. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thanks so, proud so much. Of you. Thank you so um, much. Yes. So many things that are unsettling and just very not the greatest news has come out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot that we can touch on though. So what I guess what do you want to start with okay so I know this is like kind of a minor thing but I just watched the cheaper by the dozen remake on Disney plus the other night and I really want to vent why would they make a remake of a classic fake question because they've been doing it for the last two three years yeah but I think this one was like the worst ever (laughs) really here's the entire plot of the movie There is an interracial family with many kids, not 12 kids, only nine kids. So right off the bat, it's not 12 people, but whatever. Okay. They get rich off of VC money, and then they move to a rich white area in California. VC money? Lexi, this is literally what I do for my career. (laughs) Oh! Venture capital money. Oh, venture capital. Look, there's a lot of My bad. VC. VC. Venture, okay, okay. 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 Acronym threw you off. Okay. Yes. That's fine. I was going to be like, okay, I will explain my job because you just explained what costing means to me. <laughs> okay. So they get rich off of some investors that come in and they move to the rich white area in California. And in this area, the black mother experiences like countless microaggressions and then they move away to escape the racism. And that is the movie. That wait, that's really the movie? That's the movie. The actual plot of the movie? 
yeah, like that is like the main plot. Like if we're being generous, we can say there's a subplot where it's like, oh, we took this money and now they like want to change our restaurant. But like for the most part, like it's really dealing with like the racism that the family is facing. Okay. For what reason? I think that's what we're all feeling. I've seen people online in the BIPOC community who are like, why does the plot for the movie with an interracial cast have to just be about racism? Right. Why can't it just be about them living their lives? Yeah. Which, understandable, yeah. right? Microaggressions and, like, racism everywhere is a huge part, I guess. But, like, that shouldn't be the highlight of a f- remake. Right. Yeah, it's like how I always hear people complain that like LGBTQ plus media like only makes the story about like coming out. Yeah. Instead of it just being like, you know, a kid applying to get into college and stuff like that. It's always like, how will he deal with his gayness? Right. It's like there's so many movies and pieces of media that already handle families and individuals dealing and working through racism and like that's not something that I want to see and that's especially not something that's going to make me want to watch a remake Mm-hmm. like I can't speak for other people's experiences but like I feel like it cannot feel good to turn on a movie and have to see like hateful stuff directed at a fictional character who looks like you when that is the reality for a lot of people exactly I think this film would have been, like, really groundbreaking if they made it in, like, 2012. Mm-hmm. There's this scene where the mom tells her black children, like, not to play outside with laser guns and that they can only be used in laser tag guns um, and that they can only be used inside the house because it's not safe to use them outside. Yeah. And then it, like, cuts to, like, a scene of, like, white children playing with the laser tag guns at a pool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if they had, like, done this, like, post-Trayvon Martin shooting in, like, 2012, that would have been, like, a big statement for Disney. But considering 10 years have passed since then, it's just, like, too late, too obvious, and really cringy. I don't know. It's kind of, like, reopening that trauma wound. One with, like, Trayvon Martin, but two, like, again, experiences. Like, we hear the news all the time about how this happens in real life and like it's fucking sad and it's heartbreaking and while I'm glad that it's being shown to your point this would have been much more impactful 10 years ago after the Drayson Martin case and while it is still pretty relevant it's not what I want to see in film when we should be celebrating and uplifting like if you're going to have a BIPOC cast I don't want it. I don't want the entire story to be about racism. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. It's not the best. It's not great. I think it's emblematic of a bigger issue with Disney where they don't know what the inclusion key is supposed to even mean. And they're just doing things too little too late. And the result is something that feels like really ingenuine and like kind of cringy and in worse scenarios, like actually hurtful to their audience. Right, like, you introduce an inclusion key, but, like, what they're doing is just, like, very, very much face level. Mm -hmm. And we kind of touched on this before a couple weeks ago where it's, like, nothing about the moves that they have made since introducing the inclusion key 
has aligned with them introducing the inclusion key. The news that been released over the last couple of weeks about um, the don't say gay bill. Yeah. And I, and then and then as a slap to everyone's face, try to gaslight everyone on top of trying to donate to a organization focusing on LGBTQ for them just to be like, no, we don't want your money because it's hustling. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine? Like, it's, it's. I, and like, I expect that everybody already knows like the background for all of this now and like doesn't really need us to go into it. But like the handling of everything around the don't say gay bill has just been absolutely horrendous. I like Loki didn't even want to talk about it on this podcast because like I don't like that our content skews negative so often because I genuinely love Disney and I like don't like publicly dissing it all the time. But like I just am so like heartbroken over everything that I kind of just needed to like vocalize how upset I am. I think right like as much as we want to not highlight and not talk on the negative things because we do have a love for Disney and we do love it so much. At the same time, I think a huge part of why we wanted to do this podcast and why we continue to do this podcast and are so critical is because we're not blind to how poorly things have been. Yeah. In certain respects, when it comes to the Disney company, and it's really, and it's really upsetting because they know that you didn't want to be negative about it, but it's, it's pretty fucking like the entire ordeal was very upsetting. Honestly, I just felt so upset like earlier today that I was just like, because today was the day of the walkout where all yeah. of the like employees were trying to stage the walkout to show that they're like dissatisfied. I don't even know like that they're upset with how all of this has been handled. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so, like, I just kept thinking about, like, what it must feel like to be working there right now. Yeah. And it just, like, was, like, really getting to me. So I was like, okay, we have to talk about this. Yeah, no, it's it's so upsetting because I saw that post, too. And one of my friends who actually just left um, the CM role, their sentiments were basically the same. It was very much, like, it just seems, like, and especially on the day of the walkout, like, it they're trying to cover their asses and it doesn't seem genuine and like yeah very clearly the response is not well is not being well received because it was a poor response the way disney handled it was so disrespectful because like we have everything from an internal email that was like we love gay people and making gay content which is why we made moana and black panther which just feels so tone deaf and like bizarre honestly and then we have yeah like who was gay in moana panther please tell me tell me who the gay one was i i'm like really just confused i have some theories i think hey hey is probably probably gay yeah maybe i don't know that's the gay representation (laughs) the pig like are they saying like are they trying to insinuate that tomatoa even that in itself is like okay great so you're generalizing an entire group of people into a really terrible caricature i'm like trying to look back at the themes of the film and maybe they're talking about like moana and um teka but also like that in itself i just feel like you can get that love not from a romantic really uh, there's just a lot of nuance and a lot of levels and like I can't Moana who yeah 
No, absolutely. I feel like it's even worse than that. Like, I think they were saying we make films that don't only have like white, white people in it. So like you should be satisfied with like the level of representation that we're giving you whenever we've given you nothing. They're like, we made a black superhero movie. So therefore we've done our job of being diverse. <laughs> therefore we support the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Please, please make it make sense. Make it make sense. And then Chapek on the shareholders call was like, as everybody knows, uh, I've always been against this bill. <laughs> it's like, why are you trying to gaslight us? Literally. For what reason? It's so bad. All of that happened. And then like last week, of course, we had like a high school drill team marching down Main Street chanting scalp them Indians. Which- oh, my God. Did you not know that they literally said that? No, I didn't. They're literally marching down Main Street. I didn't want to be angered by the video. I saw it circulating and I was like, I, they have a dance troupe called the Indian. I don't even want to, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I'm going to be honest. Don't watch the video because I found it like deeply upsetting. That is terrible. I got emotional because it's like they're like doing like a mockery of like a like a I don't know like a war dance while chanting scalp them and it's like just that juxtaposed with like the Magic Kingdom and like Main Street it was just like horrific to me. That is absolutely terrible. I didn't realize it was that bad. Holy shit. Yeah. And Disney was like, oh, they weren't saying that in their audition video. Like we didn't know. But it's like, why were you inviting a team called the Indianettes? In the first place. Why do you think that this is correct? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the train of thought that goes into being like, all right, let's invite them to Disney World. (laughs) That supports the inclusion key. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that happened last week. So I know that there has been a ton of news circulating around it. But has anything been said about they put out a statement and they were like oh like they didn't say that in their audition tape if they did like we wouldn't have approved it but at the same time it's like that doesn't justify like your decision to have them here no it doesn't like at all like that's horrifying but i think like regardless just having them there would have caused people to be upset so like why would you like why would you do that yeah there was no other dance team in, like, all of America, you can't find, like, one other team that wants to come and walk down Main Street? To perform? That's asinine. Uh, yeah, everything's just been deeply, deeply, deeply upsetting. The atmosphere is violent. Yeah, I agree. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just, like, like it is violent. That's the right word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine how heartbreaking it must be right now to work there if you identify with the LGBT community or the indigenous community and you're like experiencing this firsthand from your employer. Like your heart just must be shattered. Yeah. It is not a good look for Disney right now. I'm really, really hoping that all of this backlash and PR missteps in over the last couple of weeks really really forces the company to like relook at the inclusion key yeah they need to figure out what the inclusion key means to them like does it just mean making trader sam a girl i forgot that they even did that i mean it's like you know like i feel like the bare minimum has been done like does it just mean promising a refurb of splash mountain that still hasn't materialized after years like is it letting people paint their nails like like what is it because um it's feeling really hollow right now 
Very hollow, very fake, very cash grabby. The other thing that was wild recently in Disney news is that there's this article that came out from CNBC that discussed the awkward tension between Iger and JPEG. Oh my God, I know. They talked about how at Bob Iger's dinner party, um, the one that we know occurred during Destination D23 and we like talked about on this podcast. Yes. Chapek and Iger didn't speak and they were seated at different tables and there was like a super awkward energy between them and like Iger gave some big speech and like thanked everybody but he didn't thank Chapek which was weird I know it's also like insane too that Chapek is like no I'm skipping a huge Disney Parks event to go be weirdly tense for hours in my former boss's house (laughs) where historically it's it's fucking D23 like I know Honestly, that was probably a test. I hope that was a test, low-key. Like, oh, you chose this event over D23 like this. Yeah, I feel like it shows your commitment to the role, honestly. Whenever you um, decide that you're not going to go to D23, it's like, okay, you don't actually care. Yeah, and like, look, when it comes to -to day-to-day employees, like, Y'all are not getting paid enough, right, to care as much as they, as big corp wants you to. Mm-hmm. But the CEO is definitely getting paid enough. Yep. To even pretend that they fucking care. It feels like Chapek does not care at all. No, it doesn't. I don't know how much of these decisions is him and how much is, like, a team of, like, PR strategists that are, like, telling him horrible things to do, but, like... It, it just feels like he continues to just, like, make <laughs> the wrong decisions. But also, more than that, he just keeps making, like, short-term decisions. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, we've been stuck in a pandemic, so we're all, like, in survival mode. But it just seems like there's, like, no long-term strategy for Disney right now. Like, everything is just, like, cut costs by removing things, dull down the parks, charge more money, prevent Pixar from releasing movies in theaters so they drive up uh, Disney Plus subscription revenue. Yo, honestly. But, like, none of that's going to work long-term for a company unless, like, your only strategy is literally, like, let's just squeeze every single cent out of this and then just, like, leave the shell behind. Which I could see them doing. Honestly, like, this entire period just feels, like, so heartbreaking as a fan. And I can't imagine, like, I mean, I said this already, but, like, I can't imagine how bad you must feel if you work there. Because it's, like, number one, like, there's all of this, like, straight-up violent stuff happening. And then number two, it's, like, everybody has gripes with wherever they work. But, like, at least I don't feel like my CEO is trying to, like, destroy our company from the inside. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just a very volatile situation at the moment. And I'm very interested to see how it all plays out. This is the part of Disney news that I'm not that I don't divulge in because it doesn't make me feel good. So, um, I guess we'll just see, I guess what kind of happens. Yeah. I guess we'll just see. I think they should just bring Michael Eisner back. Past his time. It is past his time, but we need an Eisner Jason. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we need to do another like Frank Wells and like Eisner situation. We do. We need to figure out how to do both at the same time. Like I truly believe that Disney needs to re-separate these roles unless they can find someone who is just as enigmatic as Iger. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like 
a lot of the like later crap that like we attribute to Chapek was like set in motion by Iger. Right. Like I don't necessarily believe that it's that it all started right with Chapek because there are a lot of moves that have to be like yeah things that have happened in, within the last year and a half are not just things that are like immediate actions. So I do agree with you there. But when I say enigmatic, I just mean someone who cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just get someone who actually likes Disney in here? Yeah, please. <laughs> like, I'm not asking for a lot. Like, just find somebody who's, like, went to Disney World before, and I think we're good to go. Like, w- like one day at a Disney park, you know? Like, maybe saw a Disney movie in a theater. <laughs> yeah, and we're clear. And we're solid, we're good, we're valid. So anyway, things are sad and bad, but, you know, the Galactic Star Cruiser was cool. So <laughs> There it is. And we're never going to be able to see it unless we win Wheel of Fortune, so... <laughs> we need to start trying to get on the show. Oh my god, I know. Remember how I said that I was going to put in a video two weeks ago and I never did? You've got to do it. Um, have you seen that TikTok account that just like posts like really embarrassing like Wheel of Fortune episodes? No, I feel like I'd cry because like second it's so funny. Like bro, on national TV, like I know that I'm going to end up in that spot, but ugh. I know the second a camera's on me it's like my brain is empty empty gone fluffy headed yeah yeah I was watching my there's like a show on HGTV I was watching last week I think it's called like my lottery dream home maybe but it's like people who won the lottery and then they bought a house and now I'm kind of like should I start doing the lottery honestly there's something really thrilling about doing the lottery even though you're out 10 to 15 dollars Sometimes it can be fun. I like the rock possibly winning. Low-key, I kind of love gambling, but you did not hear it from me, so. I love a scratch-off card. I love a scratch-off. Oof. I love. Those first few ones. Yeah. (gasps) Satisfying. Satisfying (laughs) as hell. And then I'm done with the card, and I'm like, great. I spent $10 on this card. Anyway, that's been this episode. We felt morally obligated to talk about all of this nastiness. Um, Tune in for next week whenever we're happy again, question mark. Possibly. Maybe I won't be sniffly. Who knows? Eh, mm. (laughs) All of our links will be in the description. Um, And this has been Lexi. And Ashlyn. Bye. Bye. Thank you.